What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. On behalf of Baseline Times, we are into the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals, hopefully here soon, as the Denver Nuggets have forced a Game 7 against the Los Angeles Clippers. Not too looking good for some brackets out there to take a cheap shot at our podcaster bracket challenge. And also... We have some good news for Heat Nation this week. Welcome back, Robbie, Gabe. How are y'all feeling as you officially have the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals? Hey. Hey first. There it hey is. first. Welcome. <laughs> We're doing Heat good. Nation, welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome. It's It's been a fine week. It's a lot of different, I guess you can say, different sports. It's been. I've been oh, like so overwhelmed. How about you guys? How, how do you feel like on Football Sunday so far? Gabe, did you watch? Did you watch basketball this weekend? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, look, I can't lie. Football consumed my whole weekend, so I, I missed two games. But football, man, look, I'm basketball first. You people notice, but when football starts, I gotta see it. I gotta be there all Sunday to see what's going on, fantasy purposes mostly. But yeah, I, I'm guilty. I missed the last two basketball games. Yeah, it's just, a little. Yeah, it's a little. You know. A little time consuming to watch everything. Yeah, I'm watching uh, the Nuggets and Clippers on my iPad and trying to catch the one o'clock games today. So, uh, what well, football's back? You know, we, I'm, I'm, no, let's talk, talk about it. it let's but, talk about it. Oh, we can. That's all we speak to. <laughs> How about them? That's all we to. Man, look, I, t- I told y'all in the chat, they didn't, they didn't get the old Tom Brady. They got an old Tom Brady. That boy oh, old man. as fuck. So we go. I'm gonna, I don't know what's going week, on with him. The first week, one weekend, and here we go. Everybody runs, runs with assumptions. <laughs> no preseason, but here we are. But you know, I think I think it's just week one, man. I'm gonna leave it at that, though. So Grandpa I know. Brady, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've heard it a lot already today. I've got my fail, fair share of uh, trolls. But uh, how, how about the New England Patriots? Who, they who beat their probably? division rivals, the uh, Dolphins, and as we all know, the Dolphins uh, play the Patriots uh, hard. Okay. Uh, shout out to Cam Newton. I'll give him a full on. I'll save my shout out for later yes, because my shout yes. out is to him. I do want to go back to the uh, Nuggets okay, Clippers huh? game real quick because um, I also have to say I, I I didn't really watch this game. <laughs> I was checking the score. I was checking the score, and then I looked out of nowhere and they they were down 15 points. So I was like, ah, fuck it. There's nothing to see here. And the next thing you know, I, I look at this. I'm like, oh, the game must be over now. And I'm like, oh wow. shit, never won. Listen, the Nuggets are the Nuggets are masochists. Okay, mm-hmm. they get pleasure out of being pushed to the brink of failure. That's not my fault. That's not my doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, I think there's there's something there's something very notable here to pay attention to as we go into Game Seven. Um, the Nuggets are five and zero when facing elimination, so I don't know if that bodes very well for the Clippers. Ooh, it's a good stat. That's true. That's a good stat. I like that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Tuesday night it goes down. I mean, it's it's something we didn't expect too much in the series. You know, obviously they did against the Jazz, but I mean, to, to do it against the Clippers is is going to be incredible if they pull it off. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I'm not I'm, I'm like speechless when it comes to some of this so far because you know a lot of people rode Milwaukee. You know, shout out to you guys, Heat Nation. You know, I know we started the show on that, and basically, I mean, I don't know, Robbie and myself, we've been on the heat bandwagon well i've been on the heat train she's a heat fan but the point of the matter is we've been talking miami in the eastern conference finals just to us it's like normalized right but to others it was a sure shot that milwaukee Mm -hmm. would go all the way to the nba finals um there there were a lot of brackets filled out that way and even like some of like our podcaster challenge not to take a serious stab at it is that there's a there's a lot of you know people that watch this game and thought milwaukee had it this year Uh, you know robbie kudos to us we were on the other side toronto was heartbreaking i will say that like toronto losing kind of broke my heart like i wanted to yeah, see them tough. yeah I, I felt like they really had had an opportunity there but uh you know we're here but we're they here. didn't they didn't capitalize on it absolutely they, not they, no you know, they didn't what Siakam? Blame Siakam. i still got love he for Siakam, man i just i, I can't i can't dock them just yet man like they're one piece away though if if any of these premier free agents are looking at, at a team. I mean, Toronto and Miami are two destination spots, like, on my list. Like, if you want to win and you want to win for a couple, three, four years in a row, 
one of those spots give you the best opportunity. Eat Nuggets finals. You're hearing here first. Yeah, right. Nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. Let's go. Let's go. So uh, take a look here. What do you guys think so far? You got Boston. I know you guys talked about the end of the show, Gabe. You and Robbie wanted to face. You guys wanted to face Boston, right? Versus Toronto. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We wanted the faceless Toronto Raptors. You guys wanted to face Toronto. Wow. Really? Yes, because they got yeah. no go-to guy. They have no go-to. Who's the go-to guy? Van Vliet? Lowry? Siakam? They don't have a go-to guy. Unlike Boston, who has Tatum. And they got they got Boston has many more weapons. I feel like that can really punish us. And then Hayward's might be coming back, so it's like okay, we really gotta lock down and play some really good defense against this team because you know that's another coach, a well coached team over there. You know, the inter- I'm sorry. The internet said that Pascal Siakam was a homeless Giannis Antetokounmpo, and if we were able to convincingly beat Giannis before he got injured, we can definitely take care of Siakam. So, of course, I would say Toronto oh, yes. is a better matchup for us. Okay. But, okay. you know, oh, whatever, it's, agree. All it's all good. We'll be boxing too. That's fine. We'll beat them, too. No, 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 no big deal. We got this. All right. So, so we're so we're at the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Just a quick little preview here. Uh, Gabe, who do you got? Miami and six. Miami and seven. What, what are you feeling as a Heat fan? Oh, he talking to me, baby. Heat and six. Come on, we go. We go shoot the lights out, baby, and take them out. All you gotta okay. do is just you know hold down Tatum and let somebody else beat us. You can't let Tatum beat us. I think he's the one we gotta stop. So we okay. can, we can let Marcus Smart get hot from the three point line. That won't sustain itself. So Tatum is yeah. the person you gotta. I would agree with that. So we'll see. Absolutely. What about you, Robbie? How you feeling as a, you know? How you feeling as a Heat fan? Are you? Are you going to be objective here? Are you, you going in all the way? Objective? <laughs> I'm going to be biased. Listen, I'm going to give you an acronym here, okay? I am a babe. B-A-B-E. Bias ass bitch about everything. He in six. Word. Word. Woo. Word. Woo. <laughs> all right. There you got it. Miami in six. I would have to agree, though. I agree. Miami in six. Okay. I'm going. I'm going all the way. Because I want to stay true to what I said a few months ago, man. I mean, I feel it. I, I feel it. I feel the heat. Definitely Heat Nation. Um, but it's going to be an exciting series. I think when I, when you know, Robin, when we talked about like our preview show in the end of July, um, you know, middle of July, actually, we talked a lot about how Miami would be a team that should try to move up to like the third spot and maybe play like Toronto or Boston, depending on who it was uh, in the second round. But I kind of have to take that back because I feel like playing Milwaukee in the second round was was key. It gave them a lot of confidence. You know, you, you beat the number one team, you prove a point um, that you're serious, and uh, it it would have been a dogfight for Miami, I think, to play against like Toronto or Boston. I think those really the top three teams in um, the Eastern Conference. It, it really boils down to Boston uh, in no order: Boston, Toronto, and Miami at this point. And um, yeah, I kind of have, you know, I kind of feel like Miami really got a good path. Now, these are the only three teams that swept their opponents in the first round, right? Besides um, the Milwaukee Bucks, they let the Magic win one. So mm-hmm. to me, you know, the- these three teams, uh, whoever had to play each other was, it, it comes down to it. And we're going to get Boston, Miami. So I say Miami is six. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell them where to find us at here. You guys can find us at baselinetimes.com on twitter instagram at baseline times check us out as well on facebook shout out to everybody listening on ghana out in india you can find us streaming on that app and robbie gabe where can the folks come talk some trash when the heat lose nowhere uh twitter gabe (laughs) twitter at gabe xl instagram at elegy 84 I am on Instagram and Twitter at Robinhood with an H and a Y. And don't forget, you can also catch us on Apple, on Spotify. We're like everywhere, everywhere, all over the world, worldwide, like Pitbull says. Absolutely. And, uh, in, in, you know, I know we talked a little bit about football earlier. Shout out to Gabe. He was running his weekly fantasy football picks. We call it Gabe Lloyd's Faves and Fades. Uh, so far, Gabe, how do you feel about your Faves and Fades now that uh, football has yeah. begun here. Yeah, I feel good. I got the majority of them right. There were some duds in there. But like I said, it's football. It's very, um, it's just very unpredictable, even though most times you can follow a game script and see how the, the, the game should end. 
But for the most part, yeah, I feel good about the takes that I made. A lot of them did well, and some just, you know, happen to be duds. But that's football. Injuries take over. Uh, teams that teams win that they shouldn't win, and, you know, it's just the way it goes. But I'm going to keep this going. Week two should be better. That's definitely amplified this season, too, because there wasn't a preseason. And, you know, we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going we're, – we're honestly, we're playing – I know this sounds, like, super depressing, but we're playing on a game-to-game basis. If, if somebody catches yeah. something – Things mm-hmm. get shut down. And the chemistry you, you was off a lot too today. You yeah. just never know. And so I yeah. think that the unpredictability here is amplified this season. So good luck, Gabe. By week four, we can have a better idea of what's what teams are what. Because by week four, they've had a few games under their belts, and we'll see what the defenses are like. And that by that time, you should be able to make an accurate prediction as to how the teams are going to be the rest of the season. Yeah, I can agree with like the predictability of it in the entire season. And, and honestly, it kind of feels like the whole like bubble situation. Like we didn't know like what teams will come out and perform. And, you know, lo and behold, like you had teams like Miami that came in, you know, teams like Milwaukee that underperformed. Like none of that was like predicted, right, by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, for sports across the board, it's just kind of like that way. Even college sports, I mean, Watching some of these games without fans is kind of difficult, like in a stadium setting. You could see the seats, like at least with a basketball court, you can hide the seats, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of a little yeah. different to see the seats empty, but hear the crowd, I guess, you know, as we talked about previously. Um, but, you know, that's that's the, the way it is right now. And, um, you know, looking a little bit here, just really quick, Robbie, our, you know, podcaster bracket challenge so far for the NBA playoffs, uh, we, are, we are winning. We're- we have a score of... 1500 we're still winning we are still winning so far um that is because uh, we we predicted some some pretty accurate things um you know i think i think we we pulled away from, i predicted some pretty accurate 200 points uh, yeah i guess i mean you know <laughs> we kind of don't forget you know we kind of tweak a couple things there and we got the toronto sweep over brooklyn that's propping us up correctly here and the miami pick over milwaukee that's propping us up but i think it kind of dies down after that but the good part is we're, we're ahead we're on top and i think that as long as denver pulls this upset it's gonna screw a lot of people in this bracket challenge so I th- i'm definitely rooting for that just for this purpose shoot or pass all right we're gonna go ahead and get into a round of shoot or pass here you guys know the drill we agree with the statement. We shoot. We disagree with the statement. We pass. First shoot or pass. The NBA did the right thing and kicking Daniel House out of the bubble. Gabe, I'll let you comment on Mr. House first here. Shoot or pass? Well, I'm going to pass because I don't know all the details about it, but I thought Tyson Chandler was also involved in that as well. But for some reason, I felt like they picked one fall guy to put it on and they got rid of him. I don't know how many players were involved in it, but yeah, it, it, the report said Dan House is the one who had one of the uh, testing um, texts in his room. But I feel like I feel like there's more people involved, but they just wanted to make it as minimal as possible by just picking out one guy and boom, shutting it down. So I'm going to pass on it. I'm going to say shoot. And according to Shams, uh, Tyson, Chi- Tyson Chandler was cleared of any wrongdoing or any implication in this situation. Um, okay. With that said, you know, Daniel House almost made his team sit out a game in the midst of a playoff series uh, for the sake of allegedly getting a nut out. Um, so, yeah, you got to shoot there, right? <laughs> Dude, yeah, you got to get kicked out of the bubble if you're doing shit like that. <laughs> yeah, the rub it out. the <laughs> NBA for being transparent about why he got out of the, why he got ejected from the bubble, too. Um and I say this because I saw this article on Sports Illustrated saying that the NBA shouldn't have given any details whatsoever about what, you know, about Daniel House having a guest over his hotel room for multiple hours. And I couldn't disagree more with that. I mean, listen, the league is not responsible for keeping your marriage intact, buddy. You are. You want to be a moron? You're going to get your shit put out on blast. Um, I, Yeah, I got to say shoot on this in regards to doing the right thing. I think at some point you have ground rules and when serious ground rules are broken you got to prove a point i mean and it's so like strange i guess because there's not a lot of teams left in the bubble maybe he, he thought that he could get away with it uh because there's less eyes less maybe i don't know security and people things around to, but come on man 
you, ground rules are broken and and they they have they have to be enforced and it doesn't matter anyways the entire team is joining him back home as a whole so you know he just went home a couple of days earlier Shooter pass based on Giannis Antetokounmpo's post-game comments after the Bucks got eliminated from the playoffs. We can conclude that he is staying in Milwaukee beyond 2021. Shooter pass, Robbie. I'm going to say shoot here, and I'm going to say this because I think he should stay in Milwaukee. Look, if I'm the Bucks, I'm pushing all my chips to the center right now. You got some stuff to work with here. You can, you know unload Bledsoe and Robin Lopez maybe throw in a little Dante DiVincenzo or, or some picks you can loop in a third team do whatever you gotta do to get Chris Paul or another player in there I know that like for example if you get Chris Paul and you have uh Chris Middleton in there and Giannis that's taking up a huge chunk of the salary cap but if if you were to surround those three guys with some minimum salary vets who can defend and shoot threes, you might have something there. Listen, it's 2020. There's a fucking apocalypse going on out there. It's never going to be this good for you, Milwaukee. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would agree shoot. as well. But at the same time, don't they already have some minimum quality vets that are veterans that can shoot? Like, they got Hill and they got Matthews and they got, you know, some of those guys who can shoot the ball. Maybe they're not the vets that you really need or want. But I feel like, you know, they just need maybe another, a third playmaker, in other words. Because you have Giannis and you have Middleton. But beyond that, Bledsoe, he's okay, but he's you know, nothing special. If you can get a third playmaker in there, um, I feel like that would make all the difference. Because, you know, is, is Middleton really a, an all-star or a superstar? Or is he in between? Is he fringe? So I think you need that third superstar to get them over the top. And they just don't have it. So I would definitely agree with you. I want to go ahead and pass on this one because... Look, at this point, 2020, anything is and everything is happening. So I, I don't know if Giannis is going to re-sign. I, I can't say that he should or he, uh, he would at this point. I think he's going to have to definitely leave his options open, um, you know, losing like this and going out. I think primarily, you know, it, it does kind of fall on his performance slash the coaching. I think those are the two biggest factors. But at the same time, I mean, give it one more shot. Give it give it a whirl one more time. It's the Eastern Conference. You know, the Bucks definitely can be one of the best teams and survive until getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly the Finals. So they're, they're going to need you know, one more piece. I, Bledsoe is not it. I've mentioned that before. Uh, I don't think Chris Middleton, I, you know, we talked about Chris Middleton being the best player at some point on the Bucks. Um, so I think when, you know, Giannis just has to take his game to the next level, see how that goes. And then I think they, they're going to miss Malcolm Brogdon, uh, as I, I suggested this year. And, you know, Brogdon's really progressing himself in, in Indiana next to TJ Warren and Victor Oladipo as that third, you know, candidate, third, you know, potential player uh, to be an X Factor. So I think they're going to miss that. Um, and, and, and nobody really replaces, you know, creating their own shot. It just seems like George Hill can get to the basket. Uh, you got Wes Matthews, the shooter. Um, you know, and, and look, guys, you can't have Brooke Lopez scoring 25, 30 points, at least one or two games in the series to save you winning the game. Although they didn't do it against the Heat, it, you know, I think, you know, that has to account for something. You don't need Brooke Lopez scoring that. I mean, come on. All right, shooter pass. Michael Porter Jr. was not wrong in expressing his displeasure with the lack of adjustments made by Denver in the second half of Game 4 versus the Clippers. Robbie, shooter pass on that one. I'm going to say shoot. And I just want to clarify. I mean that he wasn't wrong in expressing his displeasure, but he shouldn't have done that to the media. I mean, you, you got to keep shit like that between you and your coaches and your teammates. And, you know, it's a good thing that... Dame and, and other guys called him out on it and, and, and good for him for acknowledging that he made a mistake. I'm gonna have Yeah, I maybe a little honest at at the at the front end. I, I didn't see it because Thursday night football is on. So I can't shoot or pass, but I will agree with Robbie. As 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 a basketball player, you don't call out your coach to the media if that's what he did. That you know, you have to keep your stuff in house because once it gets out of house your teammates will look at you a little differently. They don't believe, they don't trust you. They trust you a little less. So I feel like you got to keep those internal problems in house because everyone these days is going to social media or you or you saying things publicly on your on your own platforms, and it's just kind of annoying. There's there's no accountability for that these days. Everyone wants to go and express their anger or their frustration. All you got to do is talk to the coach. 
And apparently, whatever the case was or whatever happened at the end of the game, I guess they rectified it today. So, um, or yesterday, whatever day they played. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at that. It's okay because I just freaking called. I I I kept saying Robin Lopez instead of Brooke Lopez in the in the last bullet point. So you know, it's all good. Football's we are like the right most now. legit basketball <laughs> podcast in the fucking universe. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna basically. Uh, I, I would agree with you guys. I, I'll I'll shoot on this. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna pass on it to technically answer it correctly. So I mean, he was wrong in a sense of, of the way he did it. Um, you know, I think you know, discussing with the guys, you know, uh, you know underneath uh, in a practice or shoot around is, is probably the best way to go go about this. Um, you know, and, and thinking about like the best way to address it. You know, I think you hear a lot of like, hey, you know. We, we just need to move the ball more and just keep it at that one sentence would be the best workaround uh, to, to really express this and say, hey, you know, we, we, we thrive when we, we move the ball and, you know, we kind of got stagnant. You know, we just got to do a better job. I think addressing it from a we standpoint versus, hey, you know, just directly of uh, we're not, you know, what, what was the exact quote? Robbie, he said that uh, they weren't really getting the ball. They weren't really moving the ball around and he stopped he stopped receiving the ball or he, he basically called himself out. So they... They asked him why he wasn't getting the ball in the second half, and he said, oh, and then it, it went from there. I think, I'm not 100 percent sure, because uh. we're because we're so legit, it doesn't really matter. We could just spew anything out here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, shooter pass. Uh, bench play is what will ultimately determine the team that advances to the NBA Finals out of the East. Yes, this I will shoot on because you need a bench. The last two teams who got eliminated, the Houston Rockets and the uh, Toronto Raptors, if you can tell, they, they barely utilized their bench. Uh, Toronto, was at one point, was playing they, their guys 30-plus, 38-plus minutes a game, I guess, to keep pace with Boston. And then Houston, you know, D'Antoni, how he operates, he only runs the same seven guys. So at, at one point, that's going to catch up to you, and it's going to fatigue you faster. As you can see, the teams that are deeper into the playoffs, like the Clippers, I can't say the Lakers because their their starting five is, you know, they're, they're pretty okay. But the Heat, you know, we actually use our bench. We use guys to come off. We shoot. Iguodala, um, Hero. We have guys that are actually productive. Unlike Toronto, when you go to their bench, it was like, I don't know, I think it was like uh, Powell and maybe uh, some other guy you never heard of, uh, Matt Thomas or whatever his name was. You know, you got to have that bench production to get far in, in these playoffs because playing guys 40 minutes a night, that's not gonna do it. Oh yes, shoot. Yeah, I'm 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 on board with you, Gabe. Shoot, and you know you talk about the Heat's bench. We're really gonna need guys like Tyler Hero, Iggy, and Ko to step it up, uh, because you know the Celtics they've played excellent defense throughout the playoffs, and and we know that they're gonna be switching on the perimeter to try and slow down Miami and prevent them from getting open shots. Uh, Tyler and Duncan they're gonna have to step it up defensively to to help. Uh, to help us from keeping uh, Cardiac Kemba in check. We don't want to see Cardiac Kemba in this series. And you look at the other end for the Celtics, we still don't know when exactly Gordon Hayward is coming back as of tonight. And if he does come back, will he be playing at 100%? Is he going to be playing with minutes restrictions? Or are they going to have him coming off the bench? Can you, you know, who, who's going to step up if he doesn't play at all? Because I, I just don't think Ennis Cantor really has a place in this series. Uh, I, I guess you look to a guy like Robert Williams and see if he can. And let me add one more thing. Sorry. The whole Kemba thing. Kemba is not your issue. All you got to do with Kemba is attack him, make him work on the defensive end because you can abuse him on offense every single possession. He is a He's not the greatest defender, so he is the one you can actually make him work on defense to tire him out. But other than that, Tatum is the one you got to worry about. Yeah, I, I, I would go ahead and say that I, I'm going to shoot on this because I think bench play is definitely important. Uh, Cantor's, I, I don't know what 100% what's going on with him, but you know if he can at least come into the series and, and play... I think they're gonna need him against you know the size like the, the, against uh you know, Bam at, and I think with Miami the nice part about Miami is that they can play big they can play small uh, defensively the length and size of Miami is equivalent across the board which makes them a very difficult you know it makes it very difficult to score against them in transition as well so again transition defense is, is such a great thing they just get back and they just defend um, so the, the biggest thing is. 
like you mentioned, Gabe, uh, you're going to want to try and bully Kemba Walker. Um, you know, how, how uh, the focus, is it going to be on Jason Tatum? Or do you let, like you said, Marcus Smart, you know, take a few threes and, and make a few threes? You know, I think, what, what, and the thing is, with that comment, Gabe, would you like Marcus Smart open in the series more than Jason Tatum? I, I would say so. I mean, Marcus Smart might sting you one game. But... Yeah, for sure. Take, yeah, let Marcus beat you. Don't let Tatum do it because you got to pick one of the guys to do it. And as far as uh, Cantor, let me quote Billy Donovan. It was a series he was playing, I guess, against the Rockets at one year, and Cantor was on the offender. Billy Donovan, you saw his lips say, I can't play this guy. He said that because he was getting killed consistently on the pick and rolls. So that's why you don't see Cantor out there. He doesn't move fast enough to keep up with the pick and rolls. So you, you probably won't see Cantor much in this series because I feel like either Grant Williams or Time Lord Robert Williams will be taking his minutes. I just want to say, Marcus Smart, we welcome you to take as many reckless threes as you want in this series. Please. Leave him open. We love exactly. that shit. Let him do it. If he beats us, we'll, we'll live with it. Yeah, I think the bench play is definitely going to be a major factor here. So uh, it definitely will be interesting to see who steps up for, for Boston. Uh, shooter pass, the LA team who is better at flipping the switch. He's the Los Angeles Clippers. Gabe, how do you feel about the better LA team flipping the switch? Yeah, that's a pass. Uh, I feel like LeBron, when LeBron wants to do LeBron things, LeBron does LeBron things. I mean, as you saw, game one, they didn't have the speed of the Houston Rockets. So he's like, okay. We saw what they were capable of. Game two and the rest of the series, he was LeBron James of old. Just doing whatever the hell he wanted to. They flipped the switch nicely. And even the shooters got involved. You saw KCP not out there just running around with his head cut off like a chicken. You know, guys actually got involved. And then the biggest move was Marquise Morris coming to the starting lineup. So I feel like they can flip the switch better because if the Clippers were the better flip switcher, they would have disposed of Denver by now. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with, with Gabe. Um, I know there were some, you know, we talked about some concerns uh, with the Lakers uh, about them coasting coming into the playoffs. We're like, are they going to be able to flip the switch? And huh, they've they flipped the mm -hmm. switch for sure. They're starting they're starting to get hot at the right time. And you know, to add to all the Lakers that um, have stepped up that Gabe mentioned, uh, my stud, playoff Rondo, in there in there he's he's doing good you know you've seen some good play from yes Cruz. you've seen some good play from, from caruso um Balling. for the clippers i mean lou will and montrez have been inconsistent and and montrez i think has had some pretty he hasn't played very well versus the nuggets overall um Bad. I guess yeah. for the sake of the podcaster bracket mm -hmm. challenge, I, I hope the Clippers prove me wrong here and take care of the Nuggets in game seven. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I got to say pass and, and go with Chevy's boy, LeBron and the Lakers. LeBron, Ramon James. Absolutely. I, I got to pass. Nothing, nothing else needs to be said there. Yeah. At this point, the way the Clippers are looking is definitely not looking like they could i thought that in game six they're gonna flip the switch and just close the game out i mean they didn't so we'll see uh shooter pass traditional bigs as we know them are becoming extinct in the nba robbie how do you feel about traditional bigs shooter pass on that statement yeah yeah i mean you you gotta say shoot here right and 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 i i might even be willing to to take it a step forward here and say that classification of positions overall are are starting to go a little extinct in the NBA. I mean, we see a lot of positionless. Yeah, we see a lot of positionless basketball being played right now, and there's a plethora of examples of this happening all over the league. I mean, it's basically an expectation for bigs like Jokic and Carl Anthony Towns to play on the perimeter as well as they play in the post. And it's not rare to see Bam bring the ball up the court and set up an offensive play. Um, what I mm -hmm. will say is that I hope that these modern bigs that are playing right now don't completely abandon the traditional big man skill set because that's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I'm going to shoot. This has been a problem for like how long now? I mean, it got so bad that the all-star balance took the center position off. <laughs> it was a front court, back court. When's the last time you've seen a Roy Hibbert type of center in the NBA? Like, you don't see that these days anymore. You can't have a guy just, you know, laying back in the paint, just, you know, one foot out, one foot in, just trying to guard the best center because... Guess what? These days, the best centers on the perimeter are shooting threes in your face. So yeah, this the traditional big man has been there for a while. But like like Robbie said, you still have guys like Jokic and Cat who can actually play on the perimeter. They can bring the ball to court. Anthony Davis is another one. You know, Kevin Durant's not a, a technical big, but he's tall like one. 
So yeah, it's just the direction's been going this way for quite some time. I don't know if it'll ever go back to that direction. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a shoot on this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said it perfectly there. I'm gonna shoot Robbie, and I mean, positionless. I mean, I don't know how else you know we could describe what we see at PJ Tucker at center. Uh, I mean, that that in itself right there, nothing else needs to be said. So I, I would agree with that hands down. As speaking of PJ Tucker, shoot or pass, PJ Tucker should have been named to the NBA's All Defensive Team. Robbie, shoot or pass on that one? Shoot. I mean. I thought he would get in for sure this year because yes. he was playing at center. Uh, everyone talks about LeBron's production at 35 and give him all the credit in the world, but let's 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 point this out too. PJ Tucker is also 35 years old too, and the man is still in there battling for boards and shit as an undersized center. And I think last year he got snubbed by he lost it by one point. It's just incredible. Like, yo, PJ Tucker is legit definitely shoot i mean everything you said i agree with and the guy like i said he's been doing this for a while he's been overseas he's been all over the place playing ball he's just tough as nails man the dude could take punishment and just keep on ticking he's got to be the best uh corner three-point shooter in the league I've, I've ever seen like they said in the broadcast who shoots more threes and makes them at that clip more than pj tucker so he's not just out there chasing your best bigs he's actually contributing on the offensive side of the ball so, yeah, definitely should have been on defensive uh, player, uh, uh, the all-team, uh, first team. Shoot. Right, right. I, I could de- I could definitely shoot with this one and, and agree with you guys on it. Uh, just looking at the list here, because, I mean, l- let's look at that. Let's talk about that for a second here. Because, you know, if you if you look at first team, it's Gobert, Kumpo, Anthony Davis, Marcus Smart, and Ben Simmons. Uh, if you look at second team analysis here, it's Brooke Lopez, Kawhi Leonard, Bam, Eric Bledsoe, and Patrick Beverly. I mean, I don't know. We could make a case that he's better than Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I would, Lopez, I would really? throw him in there over Lopez, over like... Lopez or Bledsoe. Yes, yeah, Lopez for sure. I mean, I know he's good, but no, I feel like he should be better than Lopez on that list for sure. And what's even worse and what's disappointing is I'm looking at other players receiving votes for the guards, and he's he's not even on that list, but he does make it under the forward list. So, um, you know, he, I guess he, at this point, they're classifying him as a forward, although he plays center sometimes. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he got a few votes there, uh, 29 points in total in voting this year. But, yeah, I would agree. I mean, and because he's considered a forward, I guess, you know, it's, it's Kawhi and Bam for second team and then Giannis and Anthony Davis for the first team. But, uh, you know, uh, under the guard, I mean, let, let's let's make this position list as well, this, this awarding. <laughs> and, you know, at that point, I think that's probably what made him lose out on that uh, um, uh, accolade there. All right, just a bonus shooter pass for y'all here that we want to throw in the mix-up and have some fun. The player with the best nickname in the NBA is not Lou Williams. Gabe, how do you feel? Best nickname in the NBA? Ugh, I'm a pa- I'm a shoot on that because I feel like there's better nicknames out there. Uh, Luca the Don. I know people don't like that. That hasn't caught on quite yet. Luca the God. Um, I, f- I feel like you could name at least a good top five, and Lou Williams would not be in that list. So I'm going to um, shoot on that. This is this is gonna be like a jump ball for me. I, I love I love nicknames that have good stories behind them, and I mean we all know the story now behind the name. Lou Pepper Will, and he's smart as fuck for getting the name trademarked. Um, I also love, I love the nickname Time Lord for Robert Williams and the story behind that. His homeboy was sleeping through conference calls with reporters, missing flights, and and, and missing practices (laughs) as a rookie. I mean, you had a freak, you had Timex, a watchmaking company out there engraving watches with with Time Lord. Um, And, you know, listen. I know it hasn't like cut on yet mainstream, but uh, Goran Dragic, the Slovenian cockmeister, that's, that's a good nickname too. Come on now, oh the my. Slovenian cockmeister. Yeah, right now, right now he's riding okay. with the dragon. I'm just so gonna keep blowing him you know, up with with the image of the Slovenian cockmeister on Twitter until he gets it. Like he's <laughs> he's either gonna block me or he's gonna catch on. Catch yeah, you, I mean, you can use that. We'll use the dragon. I think I'm comfortable with the dragon uh, for him. But that's actually a cooler nickname. And then, um, I mean, what do you know about good nicknames? I mean, you know, that's a little bit cooler nick- of a nickname for me. 
uh the dragon's cool the claw's cool though i mean you know i'm not really the biggest Kawhi fan but it's still a cool nickname so you know, better better nicknames out there overreactions what you talking about <laughs> all right let's go ahead and get into some overreactions here so far we have robbie gabe they've shared with you some shooter pass thoughts but what are you all overreacting to at this point robbie we'll let you go first okay so i just want to preface this by saying i like james harden clear everybody got that i like uh -oh. james harden with you know that said next, <laughs> okay with that said oh boy let me let me talk man <laughs> i'm playing um i i believe that james harden is gonna be the guy to have his jersey retired in strip clubs all over houston and maybe even in strip clubs all over the country he's gonna be like michael jordan how michael jordan has his jersey retired in nba arenas outside of chicago too but he's never he's it's crazy he's man. never gonna crazy. win a ring never Okay. Harden okay, is this is going two. okay. Okay. Keep talking. His style of play <laughs> unsustainable. The West is only getting more competitive. Okay. Splash blow splash splash bros will be back next season. You've got the Lakers, the Clippers, the mm -hmm. Nuggets, the Mavs, and even Phoenix coming up. And even if he were to get traded to another contender in the West or even to a team in the East, it's just not happening. And like I said before, you know, he, he didn't disappear in game seven last night. Great. That's awesome. But uh, there were times where he was getting game five. I'm sorry. Game five. Game five. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I was <laughs> I'm thinking about game seven against um, Oklahoma City. Yes. Oh, okay. All right, where he disappeared. Yeah. All right, he didn't disappear in the last game against the Lakers. Okay, he didn't disappear in that one big moment. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like when you're getting double teamed, you can't just pass the ball and sit back and watch other guys on your team fail to get open. That's 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 not gonna get you rings. And on that note, I think that Russ won't get a ring either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Russ's style of play is just it's 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 fun to watch, but it's just. He can be really bad at times and really good at times. You don't know which Russell's going to show up, but yeah. Anyways, uh, my overreactions, I don't know if it's an actual overreaction or it might be. Yeah, it actually is. So before the Heat and the Bucks played, I think most people had the Bucks winning, correct? That's what the general consensus was. And then and then as the series Absolutely. went a little deeper and he started, you know, pounding them a little more, you saw the tide change a bit. And then, you know, people say, oh, no, yeah, I think the Heat was better. You know, they, they beat them 2-1 uh, to one regular series or regular season or whatever the case was. No, 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 no. You wasn't saying that at the start of the series. Everybody thought the Bucks would just give us the business and we'd be out. So I feel like it was kind of like a fake reaction when they assumed that the Heat, oh, they would just take care of business against the Bucks. No. I, f I feel like, you know, it was more of just uh, – you have the result in hand, so now I kind of give you a reaction. We need to have like an application for people to fill out to jump on the bandwagon because <laughs> right? you can't just you can't just exactly. jump on the bandwagon when shit is hot. You got to ride with us through the loop too. And never admit when they're wrong. Exactly. You just forget about it. It's like Charles Barkley, he can say something, you just forget about it because he's so lovable. But it's like, dude's always wrong. Always wrong. Yeah, he guaranteed like a sweep. Portland Trailblazers. So I many. Mean, if we really wanted to get into that, but yeah, I mean, those are good overreactions so far. Um, it's funny because like we really don't talk about you know our overreactions just to really get a genuine feel for it here. But I actually wanted to overreact to Houston as well, um, and, and just say they they, they kind of have to blow this thing up or you know try again with a with another superstar. I mean, it ain't happening with with Harden, you know, and Westbrook, I, I will say that. And it's unfortunate. I, and I love both guys, man. You know, I, I like James Harden. I like Russ. I think they're two incredible players, but it's really sad to see that as much as a stardom that they have, uh, how skilled they are as, as ball players and have done some historical things, they, it just doesn't really translate to winning. So it depends mm -hmm. how you look at the game of basketball. If you or when, when it counts. right, and it's like if if it's cool, if you're cool with them doing what they're doing and being incredible players, then to you they they had a they've had a successful career. But 
if you also want to include winning and making their team better and, and elevating teams to the next level not just for one year but for a few years at a time you know like a combination of, of steph and clay and golden state alongside your boy draymond gabe i mean there is that's kind of like what what some of us have looked for and, and looked towards when there's always a star next to james harden and i mean he's had like you know dwight howard next to him and then you know he has chris paul next to him he, now he has russell westbrook uh you know i saw an interesting tweet like what is it is it really the gm is it the coaching is it uh the the star players next to harden or is it really harden that in fact is the issue and uh yeah his, i would agree and you know shout out rip to kobe and mentioning that his style of play just wouldn't translate in their their style of play the rockets wouldn't translate to winning um mike d'antoni's out you know um he's announced that he wouldn't return to the houston rockets mm -hmm. and, you know what's next for them i mean i don't know I, I i just i just don't see them winning a championship with that team unfortunately and uh, i don't know D defensively you, you got you got to kind of get better and that just never happens you can't just it, it it proves i think this game has a higher chance of, of winning a championship when defense is great versus when offense is great and i think that if you really want to win a championship you kind of have to stick to that model for right now because you look at the lakers you look at the bucks the heat the raptors uh you know those were all top defensive teams and look how far they at least tried tried to get versus where houston ended up i, th I think let me just add one more thing i think with russell westbrook he has to be a two guard he can't be your one you can't be a point guard and the team's best player his style of play is not suitable for you know long-term success if he's your two guard getting his buckets that's fine and as far as harden is concerned i feel like he is a no, like I said, his style of play. I, I don't mind watching it. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. But I feel like he needs to be the second option, and maybe just the shooting guard and not the point guard slash shooting guard. Um, and they they don't they're not you can't put them in the same starting lineup as we saw with Oklahoma City when they had all those guys at the same time. You know, Harden came off the bench. He was more effective that way. I, I just I just feel like Russell Westbrook has to be like a two guard. He can't be your point guard and they you know win long term. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, more teams have left the bubble. The bubble gets smaller, and sadly, we announced the departure of three more teams out from Disney World. Good riddance, goodbye. We'll start with the Milwaukee Bucks. It was a tale of two seasons for the Milwaukee Bucks. Best record in the league. Historic defense. A pass to the final so clear. But something about four months off and being confined to a resort in Disney World made all of their good qualities mysteriously disappear. Mm. Losing game one to the Orlando Magic set up all the alarms. Trailing 0-3 to the Heat seemed to truly mark their downfall. Bud was being stubborn Gosh. again. Ledsoe was shooting so many damn bricks. If Trump still watched the NBA, he'd try to contract that guy to build him a wall. Chris Middleton and Dante DiVincenzo tried to give them a chance in their final game. Gonna be awkward presenting Giannis with the second of his back-to-back -back MVP titles. Props to them for sitting out a game in the name of social justice. And thanks to them for making the Heat the first team to advance to the conference finals. <clears throat> we now present you the Toronto Raptors. Farewell to the defending champs, the Toronto Raptors, who deserve a lot of credit for at least making it this far. After Kawhi bolted to LA and they suffered injuries to most of their rotation, the Raptors are still contending for a repeat despite not having a superstar. They took care of a red hot Brooklyn Nets team, but had their hands full with the Boston Celtics at first glance. When Lowry hunched over Taco, to OG for a game-winning three, everyone on both sides of the border was like, could there be really a chance? Losing their first option will come back to haunt them. Pascal Siakam and said he didn't touch the ball for four months, and boy did it show. Also to blame was the terrible shooting and non-existent perimeter defense. Somewhere in the six, 
Drake is crying into butt cheeks of another Instagram hole. Houston Rockets. Houston, we have a problem. The Rockets fell apart in the NBA playoffs once more. Russ is getting paid to yap more than he can shoot. James Harden keeps pulling a Houdini and disappearing off both ends of the floor. It's funny how he mentions that they need more pieces around them, when just last season he said they would figure it out that summer. P.J. Tucker is only getting older. Eric Gordon only getting worse. Maybe those pieces were Chris Paul and Clint Capella. Gee, what a bummer. Is it time to admit that Moriball is a failure? Here comes another offseason full of suspense. At least this season, they had the ultimate fall man in Danuel House, who chose Coochie over Common Sense. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our show for today. Glad you guys are listening again. And as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Ghana, out in India, all over the place. You can find us on Stitcher, find us on Google Podcasts. This is the Shooter Pass Podcast, your NBA podcast to go to during the NBA season, offseason, all the time around the clock at baseline times. We got some amazing football coverage, www.baselinetimes.com. Check out Gabe's Faves and Faves if you're a fantasy mm-hmm. player. And also the First and Ten podcast and the Blitz and Pick Six podcast. Definitely NFL base. Also check out Baseline MMA. Those guys are also talking the latest in Fight Nights. Gabe, Robbie, any shout outs tonight for you guys? Um, Yes. The NFL is back. We're back, baby. Yeah, so it was good to just have a full Sunday of games, being a bum, having drinks. <sighs> you know, it's just eating shit, pretty much, and just you know, watching the games. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy for it. And like I said, there was no preseason, as we mentioned at the earlier at the podcast. I feel like stuff should normalize by week four, and we'll get a better idea of what teams are what by that point. But other than that, yeah, my shout-outs to the NFL. Welcome back, along with every other sport that's going on at the same time. Oh, my God. It's so it's overwhelming. Crazy. I'm, like, mixing up names, mixing up games. <laughs> my, my, yep. I'm, I'm fucking games. scrambled eggs in my brain right now. <laughs> Robin is Brooke. Brooke is Robin. Game <laughs> 5 isn't Game 7, but Game 7 was, I don't know, whatever. Uh, yep. Shit is going to get real in my house because Audio Man is a crazy SEC football fan. Uh-oh. So, like, we're concerned about Saturday nights here, especially if, like, the Heat are going to be playing. Ooh. Because I already told him, listen, I need my Miami football. I need my Heat basketball. And I need my Patriots. Uh, so, I don't know. Make it happen. I know Pats play on Sunday, so that won't be as much of an issue. Well, they will be playing Saturday, just so you know. Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So, be ready for it. Shit, tattoo. See, I can't even, like, I don't even know. I can't even fucking talk right right now. But anyway, I want to do give, I do want to give a quick shout out, since we're seeing in the NFL, to Cam Newton, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for soothing my heartbreak Mm -hmm. over losing Tom Brady today. Thank you. I'm very excited to see what Josh McDaniels does with you this season. It makes me miss Tom Brady a little bit less, I mean, especially like yeah, after watching him lose today. As far as Cam goes, come on, dude. You're doing, yeah. you're doing all this acrobatics and show prop nicks or whatever you want to call it. You beat the Dolphins, dude. Like, relax. Calm down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like I said, I mean, division rivals, Dolphins play Put that Superman hard, cape okay? back on, you bum. Beat the Dolphins. Get out of uh-uh, wow. uh-uh. I would tolerate no slander <laughs> against my quarterback, okay? Man, really? I don't want to hear it. He's out there trying to fight people. Like, really, Cam? You trying to fight the Dolphins? You out there throwing? Come on, guy. Really, guy? Now you know how I feel, Gabe. Like, the last, like, entire <laughs> Cam's career, entire career, like, being in the NFC South. Like, every the Superman thing gets me every time. And just, he's, okay. he's always demolished the Bucks defense. Uh, now you know how I feel. But honestly, it's good to see him up and running and, and looking alive for once. Him and Edelman look like a good combo, man. Yeah. I, I can't hate. I can't. I really can't hate. But to see what he's come from and to really get him a second opportunity, it's fun to see. So congratulations, Robbie. I, I, that's a good shout out. Act like you've been there. Thank you, Cheval. 
<laughs> uh, my shout out actually goes out to Naomi Osaka uh, for her come from behind victory and honoring Kobe, man. That's such a dope, cool, inspira uh, inspiring story. And uh, being able to use her platform, um, they interviewed her on Sports Center on Saturday night, and um, she was just really well versed with the way she answered her questions to be so young and be able to just be on point, man. Um, and How about old is just, she? She's 22 years old. Um, oh, she's a baby. She, she is. Um, she's she speaks very eloquently about uh using her platform um you know and she she what really got me was that she said that she, you know people were trying to call her an activist for like wearing the names of these victims on her um face mask when she came out to the court but you know she said no i'm, I'm not an activist you know i'm just using my platform as a voice so you know shout out to her for being very young and, and a great representation for young people all right Gabe, Robbie, where can we find you guys at on the social media platform? Go ahead and plug them. Twitter, GabeXL, Instagram, LG underscore 84. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Robinhood with an H and a Y. Don't come for me to talk shit. Well, I guess you can come for me to talk shit about the heat. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I have enough wit to defend myself yeah. in two languages. <laughs> and, and as always, you guys can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Come hit me up. We are pretty active there we and one more thing actually rob before we go why don't you give the people some insight to our giveaway the bubble bingo giveaway yeah man so um as you guys know or if you've been following along we had this uh nba bubble bingo board that we created um when the season restarted and we actually hit five props in a row this week so we have a giveaway going on giveaway closes on friday so make sure you go on our post it's on instagram and you gotta like the post make sure you're following us and tag someone in the comments for a chance to win we're gonna give out something from foco they've got a lot of cool gear and stuff and i mean you can't go wrong with getting free shit for doing something so simple so you know we won and we want to share the love too we want you to win so get to it go like that shit on instagram at baseline times Deuces.